This is High Stakes from Gerard Phillips, Kate, and Hancock. Welcome to High Stakes. I'm David Schifrin. We recently hosted Aaron Clifford, the Senior VP of Marketing at Binary Fountain, at the barn for a conversation about reputation management during one of our firm lunch and learn sessions. While unfortunately we can't offer you any of the barbecue we had, we can give you some of Aaron's key insights. After his talk, he sat down with our own VP of Digital Strategy, Reed Smith, to chat about digital hygiene for providers, owning versus renting space online, like your website versus your social media accounts, for example, the evolution of ratings and reviews, and also the surprising role online reputation can have in mergers and acquisitions. Be sure to subscribe to the High Stakes Podcast on your favorite podcast platform, and you can always check out what's new at gerardinc.com. That's J-A-R-R-A-R-D-I-N-C.com. All right, so Aaron, I want to talk to you quickly about a couple of different things. First, um, when we talk about online reviews and online review management, most people equate that to being someone's written a review online. Mm-hmm. I'm responding to the review, or what you know, so, something along those lines, right? But this this process actually starts well before that. I mean, we start talking about uh, online directories, directory listing management, things like that. But but how do we start that process when we're looking at, and we hear a lot, the sole source of truth. So kind of what's the process for, as we think about, you know, our online listings? Sure. Well, it's a good point. I mean, there's reputation management and that review management that uh, it doesn't start there. Um, we encourage our clients to go through all of where they have a mention in a directory listing and audit it. Simple, simply audit your Facebook profile that was created by Facebook. These platforms do uh, health systems and physicians a number of favors. They just go and they'll right. create profile. Here you go. Right. Or, or the platform changes, right? Like we used to yeah. have pages and that was a very succinct thing. Mm-hmm. And now there are places, mm-hmm. just not just now, but they've, right. they've had places for a while. And so whether or not you actively have a page for a brick and mortar or an address like there is a Facebook presence, right? There's a Facebook presence and it may or may not have accurate information. So about your business and about the physician, um, in healthcare. So it's important go through and do a simple audit. Obviously, if you're a large system, uh, that could be a big task, you know, going through because often health systems, they may not even have their own source of truth about the locations and specialties and, you know, lo- uh, phone number addresses of all their providers. So that's a whole other topic, but, yeah. um, but it definitely relates into then auditing the online Google, my business, we've seen so many discrepancies, um, whether it's spelling of names of the providers or the facility addresses. You know, we've seen customers who are sending ambulances to an empty field, for example, right. uh, because, you know, the ambulance put in the address, but it was wrong on Google, right. my business. So all of those things lead to uh, having a rigorous practice of having good data hygiene, uh, not only internal systems, but then auditing uh, where all your places are. Who should own that? Like who's responsible on on the provider side to you know to own that and, and make sure that that's up to date. You know, on a health system level, it typically falls in the marketing domain. Uh, marketing is going to be owning that kind of the the four P's of marketing: the places piece, um, right. placement, um, 
And um, so that's where it is. You know, at a smaller clinic level, it's really the provider with the practice manager working and owning that. Um, there's various steps, you know, at a small scale that you have to go through with some of the platforms that may require a more manual process to claim a location. For Google, for instance, you may have to go through a couple of, you know, manual processes um, if you don't have a system in place to do it. That's um, great. So if I if I, if I'm hearing you right. Uh, go do a simple audit online, mm-hmm. starting with those uh, kind of big consumer brands, Google, Facebook, Yelp, uh, yep. some of the healthcare specific mm-hmm. ones, maybe health grades, vitals, yeah, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Understand what's there. Uh, compare that against uh, what you know to be the truth and what you what you have and start claiming and correcting those. Is Absolutely. That, that yep. That's a you, you will be winning. I'm be so much further down the road uh, and hopefully your patients will find you better by doing that. All right. So uh, a lot of times when we're looking at uh, our presence online, we start thinking about uh, properties we own, properties we're just kind of renting space on, if mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. Um, predominantly, when we think about those owned platforms, it's it's our website, our corporate kind of you know main website, or maybe it's the hospital website, or even a practice level website. Uh, blogs. You know, we we own our blog mm-hmm. typically, unless you're writing on a platform like Medium or something, I guess. Uh, but then on the rental side, I mean, that's really a kind of what we think of, I guess, is social media in most cases, Facebook and, and some of those types of places. So h- how do we think about that as it relates to, you know, kind of our online presence and reputation? Well, so there's a temptation at times to, you know, you health systems are really focused at times of just managing these third parties because there are the reviews, some solicited, some unsolicited out there. And a lot of attention is paid attention to, well, how do we look on these platforms? Mm. The risk is that your own platform, your own website, and those properties that you own on domains that you own on the content management systems that you, you know, quote unquote own, um, get neglected. So content, um, keeping it a, a really good user experience, and then adding relevant content to the patients and to current and potential patients that's relevant often maybe is deprioritized. What I am encouraging health systems to do is prioritize that higher, invest in the land and into the quote unquote property that you own on the land that you own, not neglecting these third parties. That's a part of it. There's a real tension there. Um, but you know, as it relates to reviews, first party reviews and transparency for your physicians, adding those to your site, making sure that it's healthy, that there's a really good information on your providers. You know, there's a temptation. And I was talking with uh, Chrissy Daniels from Press Caney recently. Uh, we were presenting together and she talked about how there's the nice, really airbrushed videos of physicians and it looks so professional, but she was encouraging folks to get your iPhone out and get some real authentic videos right, of the right. physicians. Don't make it so, you know, crafty and beautiful, you know, and there's just a authenticity that you should be investing into your own property, maintaining these third sites. Absolutely. Cause that's where people are finding sure. you. But, um, so that's what 
my encouragement is there. Where you're seeing you're seeing a lot more from a volume standpoint, at least through the caps, with CJ mm-hmm. caps or H caps, whatever it mm-hmm. is. You, there's a lot more volume coming through that side, right? right versus right. these online review sites. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless, well, not a, I guess if you're proactively asking for reviews, you can kind of make up that difference a little bit. Um, but even at that, it's still not going to meet the same volume. So you're you're leaving your reputation online to what people can find on you know some review site that's got seven reviews right versus these hundreds if not thousands that you've had come through this other side so you're not giving a real uh clear picture even in a lot of cases just you know leaving it up to those third-party sites right right and so that's where committing to transparency and authenticity uh, for sharing that information is critical for health systems to embrace you're going to give a better idea and uh, represent yourself and your providers better by having real reviews from real patients, um, not leaving it to, because I can go out and just leave a review of your health system and I may have not even been there. I just didn't like your ad or I have a friend that had a negative experience. I can go and leave a review. So adding some of these first party um, to your own site that you own can be powerful, but you must embrace authenticity and transparency and you can't, you know, um, you have to share everything, you know, good and bad. And so that's a challenge and a cultural challenge that some health systems uh, have trouble with because of their providers maybe being uncomfortable for obvious reasons and for understandable reasons. But uh, we're seeing a lot are benefiting from, you know, embracing transparency and just being authentic and investing in their own properties. So online reviews have been around for some time, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Platforms have changed, evolved. Um, There are new platforms. Uh, There's stuff I'm sure that I've never even heard of Mm -hmm. that you can leave a review on, right? Uh, Not to mention just all the listings, but kind of put the listings aside and think about just the reviews. Uh, You know, how have we seen that evolve? I know here recently, maybe not all that recent, within the last year or so, Facebook kind of evolved their ratings and reviews, right? right, With the, would you recommend Mm -hmm. or not? And some of that kind of stuff. And so are we continuing to see the platforms themselves evolve the way they treat uh, these reviews? Yeah, definitely. So we saw with Google, for instance, uh, you could just leave a review and it was in a date sort of format. So you can, you Mm. know, it was the newest one was at the top and then you can go, and if there were a number of reviews, you can page over to see the oldest one, sure. you know, on however many pages back it was within just the Google My Places. But yeah. then starting to add features like this was helpful, the thumbs up on it, um, the length of the review starting to get a little bit more uh, juice in terms of where Google placed that as default from a listing standpoint of those reviews. Um, you can have a, the newest one may not even be on the first you know, page where you see the yeah. Google reviews. So some of those evolutions are happening. They want the platforms want to give you the most relevant information um, that will help the consumer make a choice uh, in the shortest amount of time. So definitely have seen that evolved. But I think too, there's some platforms, a new one being CareDash, for example, that are looking to get verified patient reviews mm. on the platform. Um, so it's you know in the patients like me, quote unquote that, you know, they're offering another sort of value prop 
to folks who are looking and doing research on a provider. Um, you have U.S. News and World Report adding a patient experience factor to their profiles. Um, so we're seeing a lot of different movement and growth in this space. The traditional ones, you know, a lot of them are what platforms get used are impacted on Google's algorithms changes. You know, right, we'll see right. ones rise and fall and the volume to those based on uh, what Google decides to do since Google is the the behemoth. Yeah. Well, and that's where everybody's going. Right. That's kind of the point of entry in a lot of cases. Right. And so, you know, with all these, uh, platforms and that are available to us, you know, the, how you prioritize and spend time as the owner, uh, the brand, if you will, mm-hmm. um, that's an interesting discussion, right? I mean, we've had discussions about this before you take something like Yelp, mm-hmm. uh, in Austin, Texas is very prevalent. Uh, in West Texas, it's not. Mm-hmm. In the state of Florida, it is. In the state of Mississippi, it's not, right? So I think a lot of this is, um, as marketers or as owners or protector of the brand, is going out and figuring out our consumers, where are they spending time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to your point, in certain markets, there are going to be platforms that have, whether they launched there, I'm thinking of um of um, ZocDoc, for instance. Oh, sure. You know, they launched in Denver really heavy, so they may have more reviews of their positions mm. on ZocDoc just from a listing standpoint uh, than some other cities. So it is very relevant to the market. Like you said, Yelp, 5% of Yelp's data uh, that you can read in their annual report is related to healthcare businesses. Well, in some cities, it's going to be really high. So you have to manage that platform and be concerned. In some other cities, you probably don't need to be as concerned about them. So definitely contextualizing it to where you're at, what platforms may have launched in your city or had a foothold, uh, that's going to make a difference. Um, And so depending on how much time and effort you put in, you definitely need to do an audit in the landscape of Mm. where are things ranking at and then giving your attention to those platforms. Um, you know, a lot of work we do is uh, in the issue navigation world, which obviously this lines up with uh, a fair amount. But another mm-hmm. another piece of business that we, we are involved in quite often is mergers and acquisitions. I think, you know, we see transparency, uh, ratings and reviews online starting to make their way into other decision points within the healthcare system. So with all the M&A that we're seeing across the country um, you know, how, how are, you know, people's online perceptions of brands kind of making its way or having an impact in that world? Sure. So we're seeing a number of our clients are uh, obtaining reports that uh, prospective um, acquisitions, because it's a part of their risk mitigation in terms mm-hmm. of if we bring on this facility or we hire this provider what are we going to have to deal with? And so there's some triggers that could be found in the reviews. Uh, so, you know, reports and them regularly reviewing those and making them apart. It may not be um, a deciding factor necessarily, but it's an input sure. that helps them ask the right questions uh, about a particular, if there was something in the review that was um, alarming that they can go and do research and ask the right questions to get to the bottom of, you know, to my knowledge, I think I can count on less than, you know, less than five times that I've heard of that, but it's definitely where it brought up something and there was concern around, you know, whether they were purchasing a clinic or hiring a particular physician. 
That's really interesting. I mean, we think about this as it relates to our kids, right? Of just like, you know, online activity does not go away. Like you can't delete stuff off the internet. Like that's not a thing, mm-hmm. right? Right, you know? right. And we're starting to see more and more of that come back. And so I think it's really interesting that now that that's making its way uh, into actual business decisions, uh, not just uh, customer service issues, if you will. Right. Right. Yeah. So from a patient experience standpoint, those patient experience professionals and of course marketing from a branding perspective paying attention to reviews of their current properties and their current um, employees and their current uh, physicians that are practicing but then for the M&A folks that they're looking and going what are we going to be dealing with and is it worth it and there are so many different aspects that they're measuring to acquire yeah uh is this going to be yeah there are trends or there are things bubbling to the surface Mm -hmm. that maybe are validating something else that we found or not you know and some of those types of things and 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 so the same thing you know they're looking at obviously patient satisfaction scores and where they're at quality scores if it's a large facility all those things Mm -hmm. but this viewpoint that are sometimes the patients themselves that are leaving reviews, but then also sometimes the caregivers of those patients, the family members and what occurred. And some of those are becoming, well, there's something for us to consider. And um, so it is, we're seeing, you know, not only in marketing patient experience, looking at the reviews, but this M and a portion of the companies and even outside groups, um, even private and P and E groups, uh, private equity they're looking at uh, some of this information as well. Cool. Does that help? That good? That's it, man.